Good afternoon, friends. Tis another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We'll spend the next couple hours on the Patrick Lally Show engaged in some energetic, entertaining, and informative conversation on local, state, national news, and politics. We're going to talk some entertainment, movies. Uh, it's just a, it's a fabulous show today, a really wide-ranging topics. You're going to want to stay here. Uber producer Dan Peters is here, and you heard him at the top of the hour with the latest news and weather. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Whether you're tuned in to your radio at Information 1000, streamed live on KSO.com, using the KSO mobile app. That's our new app now. Just a note here. Remember, that's the One Touch app. So you pull that baby up. You Maybe you've been running the Radio Pup app. That's fine. You can keep that. Lots of good choices there. But if you're a KSOO listener and fan, you need the KSOO mobile app. Just get into your app store. You'll find it. It's got news and weather. You can one-touch live stream this show. And, of course, you get Dan's favorite, push notifications, which is great. Remember, you can always follow along on Facebook Live or on our Twitter account, at P. Lally Show, where Dan is giving you the latest updates and uh, what's going on on this show. And if you've got a question or a comment, you can shoot it to us there at P. Lally Show. Uh, before we get into the melting, which is awesome, by the way, and the Icon Lounge, which I want to talk about briefly. Uh, so this is what's wrong with the world, all right? You know, so there's this, uh, if, you, if you listen to ESPN 99.1, I know you probably don't listen to it from 3 to 5 when this show is on, but if you listen... Uh, any, you know, from five to six, you'll hear Jeff turn. All right. So Jeff's got a show over there on our sister station, ESPN 99.1. And uh, we like to chat on occasion. He liked to rib me about some things. He's not the most uh, astute uh, dude when it comes to, you know, like civics. All right. But he may have stepped over. the. He keeps saying that the Constitution's written by a bunch of old guys and it should be more. He was talking about this 55 percent. Raising the Constitution 55%. He thinks I'd like that, which, you know, I don't have any problem with it. But this quote pretty much sums up what's wrong with the world and probably and re- what's really wrong with turn, but what's wrong with the world in general. He says, Thomas Jefferson ain't got nothing on a millennial. Thomas Jefferson ain't got nothing on a millennial. Just turn that one over in your head to coin a phrase. Oh, man. It's maddening. Dan, it's maddening. I think I've just found the perfect response. <laughs> that was just a blast of music. Just yes. My anger coming through in a, in a musical sense. Thomas Jefferson ain't got nothing on a millennial. <laughs> that's like the that's a big band. Like Absolutely. That. That's cool. Uh, yeah, he's he's... Of course, what's even funnier is what what follows it. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was good. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, So, yeah, so I I think turn this is I don't want to indict uh, an entire school, Sioux Falls Roosevelt, but something somebody dropped the ball in Jeff Turn's education because the man has really no grasp, none on like how the how government actually functions and you know like fundamental constitutional rights none of it he totally 
relieved of all connection with like reality. It's amazing. Think about Thomas Jefferson ain't got nothing on a millennial. I'm surprised he could even pull Thomas Jefferson out. Thomas Jefferson, the one who said, question with boldness even the existence of a God, because if there be one, he would approve the homage of reason rather than blindfolded fear. Oh, that's awesome. He didn't say, Thomas Jefferson ain't got nothing on a millennial. I can tell you that. Yeah, I bet in 1803 he did not say, these millennials. No, these kids these days. Ain't got nothing on me. That Andrew Jackson's all washed up. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, a couple things on the. I just I, that's driving me nuts. A couple things on the day. First of all, good gosh, is it nice out? I went and got my car washed. Yes, I, and I, I was driving my car today, because I, I wanted to get it washed. And normally there's a bike rack back there, and so it, you can't go through the car washes with the bike rack on. So I took the bike rack off, went through a car wash. Ooh, went through those one worlds where they clean the inside and the outside. Smells nice now. Well, Very good. Yeah. Living the dream today. Uh, it won't last. It won't last, you know, a day, but felt good for a little while. But I want to remind you folks, or I want to talk about this for just a second. Uh, call in. We're going to have a call in today at about eh, right after Weird Friends, about 345. It's going to be quick, so you're going to want to be ready. But I want to hear what you have to say on this Icon Lounge noise issue downtown. You heard the story at the top of the hour with Mr. Dan Peters about Icon Lounge getting in trouble, having to stop having live music because, you know, they built that 421 Jones condo unit next to it and people are complaining, which, you know, I can understand if you bought this, you know, three quarters of a million dollar condo and there's. Didn't the realtor say something? Hey, there's the Icon Lounge (laughs) over here and it's going to be loud. Well, and that's just it. I mean, whose fault is this? Is it icons? Is it the uh, the hazards who develop that? You know, is it the cities? I you know, I mean. Well, the rule is there's a certain decibel level. Yeah, that but they, they changed it, and and they can't go past this. So that has to be that's got to be the standard. But they once you put in a residential unit, then it lowers the. So, but that's that's you know that's part of the discussion. How do you fix it? What do you do? Who's to blame and how do you fix it? So three four five. Get rid. I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Three three eight KSOO. 338-5766. 338-KSOO, 338-5766. Lines will be open. I'm going to have a PL here. If somebody calls during the PL, I may I may just stop the PL to take their call. Because I can just keep talking. That's okay. I got stuff to talk about. But if you want to talk about this, 338-KSOO, 338-5766, the Icon Lounge, who's to blame for the sound problem there? Icon Lounge was there first. They've been going a while. It's a going concern, but you know, you need development. There's other residential units around there. What's going to happen? In the meantime, we've got a great show for you today. Our guests include Kevin Kunkel. He is a local actor and longtime friend of mine who is putting together an impressive list of film credits as an extra and spot character. It's really a fascinating story uh, how Kevin Kunkel, some dude from the North End, ends up uh, in some major motion pictures. Corey Heidelberger would be with us. He's a blogger at Dakota Free Press. We'll talk about the legislature. The Boone Man's in for Weird Friends. He's got a whole bunch of things he wants to talk about. And then uh, we'll have the Icon Noise Complaints call in, and I have a P&L. And I will talk about government secrecy unless you want to talk about Icon. Government secrecy and your money, which, I mean, that's good. That's good stuff right there. And if you want to, also, if you want to complain about Jeff Turn, that's also allowed. 
That's all coming up on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 318 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Oh, it's closer to free, which means it's time for the PL statement. But first, uh, we have a call. We have a call. I'm inviting your calls in this Icon Lounge thing. We'll be taking them like crazy at 345. But if you want to get in now, let's see what we can do here. We go there. We go there. And then we turn this up and we say, hey, caller. Hey, caller. How's it going? I think I know this caller. Hey, Scott, how are you? Good. So, so what's so your thoughts this, on this Icon Lounge thing? See, I've known about this for a while, Okay. And I just finally decided this weekend, I'm like, you know what, it's time to put a blog post up about this, because this is kind of baloney. Yeah, I saw okay? that. And so the deal is, is that, you know, my feelings on this, well, the story is the city gave them an easement to build these west side patios. Well, patios have big glass doors, you know, okay. And, of course, sound goes through them. So those patios probably should have never been built on there. And the other issue there was they feel like there wasn't enough notice to, and this was in the article, of course, in the Argus article, that there wasn't enough notice about the switching to residential and the decibel levels changing. And, that's you know, surprising. That, yeah. I, so, I was not expecting that. So here's the thing. So, you know, I will apologize to the Sioux Falls Police Department. It's not their problem. It's not their fault. I mean, they're just doing their job. You know, so that's, you know, that's their job to do. People complain, you go do things, you know, and that's what you do. Well, you know, I've always lived in the downtown area, and, you know, and when I bought my house, I said, I want to live downtown. Now, I'm not stupid or naive. I know it's noisy. There's trains everywhere. There's planes. There's helicopters, you know, and, you know, I sleep in the basement because I know it's noisy if I'm not going to get any sleep. Mm -hmm. And for people to think that they can move downtown and then all of a sudden, you know, all the the pleasures of downtown, the restaurants, the entertainment, and everything else, and then, like, think it's going to be quiet is silly. And, you know, and furthermore, I got into an argument with Grant Holman about this. You know, why are we building all these expensive condos downtown for these empty nesters when we should be building uh, apartments for single people and young professionals who go out and spend money? Can't you have both, Scott, though? Can't you have both? You can have both, but... It seems like it's starting downtown is starting to become more of that's where the rich people can have their apartments and condos. And we're kind of, you know, I, if, if I had the money, I would build a five-story complex that was all studio apartments downtown because mm-hmm. they'd fill up like crazy. They're, well, the people ones would be, out, it'd be yep. out every night eating at the bars, having fun. And it's it's an entertainment district. Let's admit it. It's always been an entertainment district. It's been an entertainment district since I've moved to Sioux Falls. And for this thing where people think, well, you know, we're going to build, you know, $200,000, $300,000, million condos. And, you know, these people are like, oh, it's noisy. Well, <laughs> duh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I think that there's a lot of sympathy for the Icon Lounge. who's been there quite a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't have live music that many days of the no, week. A couple nights a week. Yeah, yeah if or, that. You know, or, they go for Four long, times a month, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they've had to shut it down. 
Ugh, that's a tough one. Somebody's got to come up with a solution because well, you can't just shut them down. You, well, they shouldn't have put the patios on the west side of that right. building, for one. And then secondly, there is soundproofing. They're yeah. working on it, clearly. Yeah. They've already been spending some money, but it seems like the city should have to kind of get in. Well, the I'm middle saying of this. when you build a $300,000 condominium, don't you put soundproofing in? I mean, yeah. well, I mean, is that such a dumb question to ask? <laughs> If you're going to live know. downtown, it's it's an issue. I And yeah. there has to be some sort of solution. And I would think that you can get the hazards who developed the building and uh, Stacy Newcomb-Wyland, who's yeah. sort of the spokesperson for that ownership group, but there's other people in there, and the city, get them around the table and say, Icon's already spent a bunch of money trying to fix it. Let's What, what are the options here and how much is it going to cost? Because mm-hmm. I and think the city It's really not that loud if you think about it. Fit- 55 decibels is a conversation between you and me sitting on a couch. Yeah, it's not that. As decibels work, the every every uh, decibel is a not necessarily a linear, but it's a geometric progression. So <laughs> 10 points is a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. 55 to 65 is a lot. But mm-hmm. drop. I was shocked that they dropped that to 55 uh, because of that condo unit. That that I I don't know how you do that. You know, well, I kind of know how those things work. <laughs> <laughs> you, th- we didn't even. We really don't have enough time to discuss no, that. Matter, this is Scott Arisman, frequent guest on the Patrick yeah. Lally Show and uh, blogger at SouthDakota.com. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Scott, my thoughts. So, thank you very much for the call. And yeah, no, uh, no problem. We'll continue this conversation after Weird Friends. Uh, we'll talk to you a little bit. Okay. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough one because I think there has to be a solution because you can't just drive Icon out of business. That's not fair. They've got a lot invested there, and, you know, whether you go there or not, it that's their business. If you've got thoughts on the Icon Lounge, you can call us at 338-KSOO, 338-5766. There is a toll-free number if people still use toll lines, which is 888-338-5766. But for most of you, that's just straight up 605 if you need it, 338-KSOO. Um, yeah, what do you think about the Icon Lounge and they're, they're having to stop live music because of the condos ne- that were built next door? Give us a call. Hey, the other thing I was watching uh, today, there's a story by my friend Jonathan Ellis in uh, Your Argus Leader about uh, this uh, effort to make it to stop the ability of uh, cities and local governments to enter into confidential agreements as we did with the uh the city of sioux falls did with the 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 builders of the t denny center after the whole uh warped siding problem and it got out of the senate and then failed in a house committee it needed seven votes it got six um and they may try and revive it but there's some really stupid things that were said during that debate uh, that i just can't even believe I mean, I can believe it because it's South Dakota, but it's just this continuing series of legislators revealing their true colors. You know, I really love it when they're honest, you know, because then you find out what they really think. So Chuck Tuberville, uh, I'm going to have to talk about this later, but this uh, Chuck Tuberville, he's the Republican mayor of Deadwood and also a state legislator. He said confidential settlements might be a problem in Sioux Falls and Hollywood, referring to sexual harassment scandals there hollywood not here but that they aren't a problem in the rest of south dakota really 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 oh i'm yeah i gotta come back to that after we're gonna we're gonna talk more about this in the on the backside of we're friends we got boon man coming up next maybe he'll touch on that and we'll move on from there
This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 3.33 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And as I told the common man yesterday, uh, for Boon, I'm going to start playing Rebel songs all the time. But uh, today we welcome in the Boon Man for Weird Friends. Hey, Boon Man. Hello, Patrick. <laughs> I, I I'm going to do a whole like just whole show of Rebel songs, maybe a week. That, well, the I, music again makes me think uh, of the, of the Brassholes. Yes, and. Uh, you know, the clock is ticking here towards uh, 18 days till St. Patrick's Day. I know, and I've taken a big step towards uh, fulfilling the promise of the holiday. I uh, I got the sousaphone out of storage. Okay. The tube is ready to go, and I went right, and bought well, some valve oil. I did, I did get uh, I did get an email from the most talented member of the of the band, oh. wondering what's going on. Good. He's the one that doesn't need rehearsal or practice. <laughs> yeah. Roger's wondering what's going on. Is, has Roger been listening to the show? And oh, he's, I sent him an email. He's okay. in. Right. He's in. He's ready to go. Well, we need to have a rehearsal. Probably should. So, we could do it right. here in the I'll, studio. Yeah, we've got some room here as well. <laughs> okay, so we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. Hey, uh, are you... Uh, uh, are you happy the Olympics are over? Are you, are you in some sort of mercifully they're over? Yes. You know, team Team USA did not fare particularly well. Yeah, uh, twenty three total medals, nine gold, eight silver, six bronze. Could have been worse. You know, yeah. could have been Latvia. <laughs> one. Latvia got one medal, a bronze for the two man bobsled. Oh, how'd we bobsled. do? How'd we do in two man bobsled? I, could I don't know. I didn't look that up. But, I mean, <laughs> Bob's, I mean, it's a sport where essentially gravity and a non-caloric silicon-based kitchen lubricant are the key factors. <laughs> I mean, you grease up the skids and you go. And you hang on. Yeah. Just hang uh, bright, on. Bright spot for Team USA. Brought home the gold in a curling. Stunning upset of Team Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you were watching it, but... Uh, Team USA converted a, a double takeout for a five-ender in the eighth. Woo! I have no <laughs> idea what that means, but apparently that was the nail in the coffin for the Swedes. A double takeout. A double takeout. double takeout for a five-ender in the eighth. Wow. It sounds good, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know, but that is just the second curling medal ever in U.S. history. And the, the key factor in the win, in the, win mm-hmm. uh, the Americans received a good luck call from... Uh, Mr. T before the match. President Trump or the Mr. No. T? <laughs> Mr. T from the A-team. That's awesome. Mr. T. The, fi- okay, the final episode of the A-team was in 1987. Oh, my God, really? The guys on the curling team weren't even born in 1987. <laughs> okay, I got a couple questions. Yep. How did Mr. T get a phone number to call these guys? I mean, who gave that out? Is he still connected? I don't, you know, how do you... <laughs> It's Mr. T. What is he doing? I don't know. Uh, excuse me, King fellas. of Sweden. The King of Sweden was there. I'm sure he was humiliated. Yeah. I mean, cur- curling, that's what they do in yeah. Sweden. Yeah. That's their forte. That's their raison d'etre. It's the, you know, in the, in, the, in the U.S., curling, that's for guys who can't ski or skate. <laughs> that's right. It's like it's bowling on ice. It's the remedial reading class of Olympic sports. 
I mean, it's going to be dark days in Sweden. Bad. Well, it's always dark days in Sweden, isn't it? Uh, I think maybe this time of year. Is that the land of the midnight sun? It is the land of the midnight. Well, if you get up there where the where the the Laplanders are, or whatever Finland, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's very far north. Anyway. I don't have my globe here. No, again, caught caught without my globe. But uh, but up north, speaking of up north, the folks in Pier, yeah, uh, going strong there with the legislature. I don't know if you followed the story of a little dust up there. Cage match. Cage match. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, it was uh, David Johnson and, and uh, Lynn DeSanto. Now Johnson's from Rapid. They're both from way out there, and both they're from, both yeah, out, out in West River. Extremely conservative people. Oh, I mean, dust up on the floor last week. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what it was. I mean, it was apparently over some insurance bill. Well, which... no, no. As I understand it, the original argument it gets a little fuzzy here, and I'm not sure my source here, but the original disagreement was a topic that we discussed just a few weeks ago. Hmm. And that was the establishment of Chislik as the <laughs> official state nosh. You know, a lot of people were on the Chislik bandwagon, but there was strong opposition from the Pickled Turkey Gizzard Coalition, <laughs> and uh, things got a little heated, understandably. You know, because uh, who's, who's pro Chislik here? Do we know? Uh, I don't. I don't know all the details. You know, I really been following it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they originally the resolution they were gonna they were gonna put them in the octagon. <laughs> I mean, two go in, one come out. Yep. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome style. Yeah. Then, the, then they then they put together a committee on discipline. Yeah. Uh, to to investigate it. Then yesterday they decided, ah, you know, let's call that all off and try to focus on something that somebody actually cares about. <laughs> Nosh. So yeah. Apparently, apparently everybody he apologized publicly. Yeah. And uh, in private, and privately, you know, public apology, private apology, everybody's okay. Everybody's friends again. You know, I watched the video. There's uh-huh. no audio, and you yep. see uh, uh, Johnson. Uh, they're they're he's kind of pointing. He's clearly kind of arguing, but not like throwing his briefcase at her or something like that. Yeah. And you know, I was led to believe that there was some restraint. Like, yeah, he had to be held back. Some dude. Some South Dakota-looking dude just comes kind of walking up in front of him and says, hey, let's just calm down here. <laughs> it wasn't like they were holding him back, you know, like Lemmy Adder. No, no, I don't know. But apparently it's calmed down and everybody's back to whatever, whatever it is they be do. considered as normal up there. Yeah. What do you think about this icon thing? I'm taking calls on that, by the way. In the That's crap. dumb. They were there first. Yeah. Three three eight KSOO. If you want to get in on that, yeah, okay, I'll get in on that yeah. because they were a they were there first. Yes. Secondly, you know, you move into a place. It's like people that buy a house and they get a good deal on it because mm-hmm. there's a train track in the backyard. Yeah, and and there's never any trains there, but then they start running trains on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a train track. Yes, you knew it was there when you moved it in. It was there when you moved in. You knew that trains could go on there, and they're loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, same thing. You, you move in next to a nightclub. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. They don't Buckle even have, head. as I said earlier, they don't even have music that that often. Not that often. And some of it's, yeah. you know, like some dude and a guitar. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes yeah. it's Condor, whom I love, but it's, you know, old-timey music. Yeah. So, old-timey yeah. Old-timey music. Hey, uh, are you following the Summit League? I am a, a little bit. Um, you know, I'm still... I'm still on the uh, high school basketball bandwagon, oh, sure. uh, but uh, I do have a daughter at your alma mater. In yes. fact, I was just down there last night. 
uh, we took her to dinner at Toby's. Really? How was that? Took a little trip to Meckling to have some chicken (laughs) at Toby's for a birthday. But but USD and SDSU, both men's and women's basketball fans, big weekend coming up. Uh, Top spots in the Summit League tournament. Ticket sales, brisk. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the 10th year that the Summit League has been in town, and it's just grown bigger and better. Uh, One thing I'm wondering, though, is you think there's going to be jackrabbit or coyote carcasses flying out of the stands? You know, I, I that only happened at the schools, or, or no, does it not that, happen anymore? That used did it really happen. ever happen? Yeah, I, I witnessed legend. it. No, 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 I witnessed some of it. A rural legend. No, it, no. It'd be a rural legend. It would be a rural not legend. Urban, rural legend. Right. But it actually happened. It would be keeping it rural. Uh, yes. A coyote or a jackrabbit? I saw jackrabbits. I never actually saw a full coyote thrown on the court, I don't think. But I have seen photos of it. I know it happened. And then somebody hung a coyote from uh, one of our billboards up there by Brookings, one of our USD Uh, billboards. So there's still coyote killing going on. And Uh, so, but yeah. Well, they're, you know, they are both varmints. And I never really had, uh, you know, people are like, (laughs) I can't believe it. (laughs) I never had that kind of, you know, these things happened. It's not anything Uh, to get exercised about. And it, you know, you know. they could have been roadkill uh, jackrabbits and coyotes. Yeah. It didn't necessarily have to go out and kill one. Yeah. Although, again, they're both varmints. <laughs> I also was at a, uh, I was at an Augie, uh, either USD or SDSU game once when I was a kid at the arena, the old arena, and yeah. somebody, uh, it must have been state, it was Augie State, and somebody let a live pig loose. <laughs> that was <laughs> That was awesome. Classic. Yeah. Live <laughs> pig running across the court. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's good. That's a great invitation, by the Thanks. way. Thanks. I'll be working on it. Hey, it's uh, a strike there. Yeah. Hey, uh, um, one thing, you know, about basketball, I don't, I don't, I don't really get basketball what? a lot. I don't understand it because, well, mostly because I played um, trumpet. Yeah. And uh, I don't understand it. But one thing that I have noticed, some of the classic cheers and jeers have gone by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never hear nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts. <laughs> no, 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 hear, no, no, no. You don't hear cigarette ashes, cigarette butts. butts. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't hear. We could beat you on the court, but you. No, can, no, 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 no. You don't hear any of those cheers anymore. Yeah. By the way, remember forty-eight um, guys who yell. What's that? that? Forty-eight guys who yell. That would have been no. circa nineteen seventy-nine at O'Gorman. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Obscure the reference. Hammer squad. Obscure. Or the hammer squad. Yeah. Uh, and Obscure apparently, reference. the other thing I've noticed in basketball, you don't have to dribble if you're in the paint. You can take as many steps as you want if uh, you go in for a layup. That's the NFL or the uh, NBA. Oh no, it's it's high school. Oh really? College. It's everything. They they've just thrown out traveling. Yeah. Well, they, they, they they know, just thrown it out. Speeds uh, up it the game. Matter. Hey, did you bring a punchline for me today? I did bring a punchline, and I will send you the joke if you if you can put it up. Do uh, yeah, I'll, uh, so, I'll judge it yeah. later. But here's the punchline. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind you living off the fruits of love, but quit throwing the peels out the window. You're choking my ducks. <laughs> I pity the fool. There is a lot of fool pitying going oh, on with that one. That's good, uh, Boone man. Thank you very much. Uh, right. Excellent as always. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Patrick. Coming up, uh, we're going to take some calls in the little time left we have in this half hour. I want to talk to you about Icon. So 338-KSOO, 338-5766. Give me a call. We'll chat about Icon.
We can talk about other stuff, but Icon's the topic of the day. Should they shut the place down because of those condos? Mm, that seems a little rough, doesn't it? Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three forty-nine on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO. And we've been talking about the Icon Lounge flap controversy that's sort of been brewing around for a while. Uh, we had uh, we talked briefly with Scott Arisman earlier from the South Dakota blog, and that's where I first learned about it. And then there was a story today in the Argus Leader about how uh, the Icon Lounge, which is next to uh, Jones 421 building, which has got you know retail and condos in it, and they have been complaining about the noise, which, you know, you build a condo unit next to a bar, there might be some noise. And there's not, the thing about, I, the thing that's always been kind of weird to me about that is that they just don't have that much live music at Icon. It's not like it's every night. It's, you know, four, five, six times a month. So, I, you know, what do you think? KS, 338-KSOO, that's 338-5766 if you need the numbers, 5766. And, uh, you know, how should they fix this? Do you got to build a wall? Uh, obviously, the icon has, uh, according to Joe Sneevy's story today, they've already invested considerable funds to try and solve the problem. Um, but you know, it's, it's not an easy thing. Um, sound waves have, you know, it's more than just ears. There's a, there's a, you know, a physical, there's a, there's a, a tactile sort of, uh, uh, essence to, uh, music sometimes it can be disturbing. And I, you know, I understand these people spend a lot of money for these condos, but what can, how can, how do you fix this? Is this, is the city partly to blame here for letting this happen and not, you know, enforcing, uh, they dropped the decibel limit from 65 to 55, which is considerable. 55 is not that loud. 65, quite a bit louder. Because they, so they dropped the limit that the, that the icon can produce without violating code. That seems, you know, I don't know. That seems a little bit, uh, heavy handed, shall we say? So you're there and you're operating your business, your uh, event hall and nightclub in a also renovated historic building. And these folks come along and, and put together a nice development. I love that place. Jones 421 is a cool place. The, the source is down there and the, the swamp daddies and there's all this, the gaming place, and there's all this other stuff going in down there. And that whole area is cool. But how do you, how do you coexist? You have to be able to coexist. You have to be able to, you know, I mean, this is urban living. It's not going to be, you know, quiet. They're, the Levitt is going in across the street. You know, that's uh, outdoor theater music 50 nights a year. That's that's a lot. That's as many nights as Icon has. And it's going to be outdoor music. What are you going to do then? Oh, yeah, because you can hear sound travel from the WH Lion Fairgrounds during Sioux Empire Fair Week, and that goes for miles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even 
back in the day when when Houston's was running hot and heavy, you could hear Houston's in town on a Sunday night. You know, I mean, there's it sound carries. It's wave wave theory, man. It's science. What do you think? Three three eight KSO all three three eight five seven six six. Should they have to further soundproof icons? Should the should the you know should the uh, condos have to have more soundproofing? I don't know what you do. They're big glass doors. Maybe you can get one of those uh, those things that's you know like hurricane windows, where they they scroll down, they kind of roll down, big metal kind of you know shade thing that goes down over the windows when there's a show. Because I mean, we're talking a few few hours. Yeah, but that's a pretty expensive retrofit. Yeah, to do that too. So yeah, but that then but still the icon they have put together quite a bit of investment to try to combat the problem too and and Absolutely. i don't know how much how much more they can they can withstand before saying that's enough we can't do it anymore no and they get driven out of business that's not fair i don't think anybody thinks that's fair and they're not going out of business but they're losing business as far as we know anyway so we watching that story and uh see where that takes us um a lot going on Chris is on line one. She has a comment. Okay, we'll get Chris on line one here very quickly. Chris, what do you think? Well, I guess I think of it the same way as if you um, build a house on a golf course, you're, you might end up with a few golf balls in your yard. Mm-hmm. That's you know, exactly the it. Who, the people who... I can't say that I would necessarily want to be listening to it, but that's why I don't live there. Yeah. It was there first, right? Right. And that's kind of my attitude is anytime something was there first, Mm -hmm. they have to take that into consideration. And I think the city needs to take that into consideration. I actually thought it was unfair that they made them uh, lower their decibel levels by uh, 10, uh, when they again, they were there first, and yeah, I know it's absolutely. not like a childish argument, but you know, Chris, thank you very much for your comments. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good day. We're going to take a short break here and uh, come back and talk with Corey Heidelberger of the Dakota Free Press blog. And this conversation on Icon will continue. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. This is a public. Three fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Hey, coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. It's Corey Heidelberger of the Dakota Free Press Press Blog. We're going to talk about the legislature. See ya. Four oh six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. As I've been saying, I'm going to just keep playing Irish music right up until, well, all the way through the month. That's that's the way it's going to roll. Uh, that's the Pogues, of course, If I Should Fall From Grace With God, which welcomes in Mr. Corey Heidelberger, which has nothing to do with it because Heidelberger is clearly not an Irish name, but it is a blogger's name up in Aberdeen, and he follows the legislature and politics in South Dakota. Mr. Heidelberger, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'll wear green next time for you. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate that. 
Um, <laughs> so, hey, this we, we got to see this video today, right? Uh, mm-hmm. from, from the legislature, the security video, no audio, just video of uh, the Johnson v. DeSanto cage match in the, uh, is it, it's a senator of the House, I can never remember. Yeah, it was in the House, in yeah, the House. It's in the House. So uh, it kind of looks like much ado about nothing to me. I don't know what they said or really anything. I'm not privy to anything other than the video. It doesn't look that bad. No, I think if, if you watch this video with no context at all, you might not notice anything. Um, you know, the, the, from what I see, and I think you've already been talking about this on the show, it looks like DeSant- Representative DeSanto, the, the woman from Rapid City who, uh, you know, kind of raised the concern that she was attacked by Johnson, um, she's at the front of the House talking with Representative Hogard from Sioux Falls, Representative Johnson, the supposed attacker, he walks by. He's on his way out. He's got his coat on. He's got his bag. And Hogard gestures him over. It's Hogard that calls Johnson over to talk to them. Johnson at first kind of waves it off, looks kind of like, you know, don't want to come over there, holds his hand out, says nope. But then they both, DeSanto and Hogard gesture, Johnson comes over, says a couple words, and then backs off again. He's like, waves off. Nope, I'm out of here. And then they get close. Johnson and DeSanto are never more than three feet within each other. I mean, he reaches a handout toward her, and she steps back a couple of times. But you don't see anything on this jerky video that I think anyone would read as an oh-my-God sort of conversation. You know, it's not like everybody in the house suddenly leaps up and is watching or runs to her aid. And then ultimately what we see is it, it looks like Lee Qualm, the majority leader, though I'm not sure, one of the gentlemen from the legislature ends a conversation off in the middle of the chamber, walks up to the front and kind of puts an arm around Johnson and says, it looks like he just kind of gestures him away. And Johnson immediately is like, okay, and he's out of there. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to look at just that video and look at that as an, oh, my gosh, aggravated assault situation. No, and who I don't know what he said. There's, you know, people are suggesting it was kind of harsh language, which may be true and probably uncalled for. Uh, But I was under the impression that, you know, he had to be held back or something. And they were, I mean, they were talking about, you know, disciplining him and, you know, expelling Mm -hmm. him from the legislature. Mm -hmm. That seems a bit much now that I see the video. And maybe they realize that too. They're like, he apologized. They've made up, uh, you know. Yeah, she says he's my friend, yeah. whatever. And and that's the thing. We we have no idea what the words were. The videos, you know, it's one of those jerky security camera videos where you're only seeing like every every half second snap of what's happening. So you can't even your best lip reader isn't going to go back and forensically examine this and find out that he said all lives splatter to her or something awful like that. Like you mean um, that cartoon she retweeted oh, yeah i yeah. guess that was said before wasn't it those are her words not yeah his. that's right um but uh, yeah the video doesn't show anything of anybody being restrained for pete's sake yeah i it was it was overblown to be sure and you know sure. maybe that's good that the video came out yep here it is you know this mm-hmm. was it there, <laughs> nothing really to see here uh maybe bad behavior but not not necessary to kick him out of the legislature for uh yeah. i i mean i have I, people are telling me i've got tweets coming in, you know, messages saying that it was bad language and it, it is bad language, but it's not something I can say on the radio, but is that enough to get you booted? I don't think so. And it, it takes away from what's really going on, right? Mm-hmm. Oh you- yeah, exactly. When I heard this, 
I looked at the news last week, and I'm like, it's crossover day coming up. we got all these bills to come out, and all we're talking about is this select committee being named to kick a guy out. I'm like, holy buckets, what happened there? But, you know, on, on the good side, and you know I like to be an optimist, on the good side, the, the, legislate, the House seems to have come to its senses pretty quickly and said, we've got business to do. We don't need to have a big show. So whoever, whatever, they police this, they got it done. Yes, thank goodness, let's get on to real politics and not somebody's complaint about a little verbal disagreement. And wasn't it about like an insurance bill or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. who knows? And it, it was after session. I mean, they weren't even in session. It's just they were in the chamber yeah. itself. Yeah. Well, uh, and we'll, we'll move on from there. Um, say, uh, uh, you, know, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take this across the break because I want to talk to you about um, animal poop. Hey, I love that. Let's yeah. do it. So we're going to hold up here and, and come back and talk a little bit about uh, concentrated animal feeding operations with Corey Heidelberger of the Dakota Free Press blog. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 417 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSO. We continue our conversation with Corey Heidelberger, who is a, uh, fair to say, a lefty blogger up in the Aberdeen area, but he watches the legislature closely. So we talk to Corey eh, about once a week just to find out what's going on in the world of politics. Corey, um, I said uh, before the break that we were going to talk about uh, CAFOs. So uh, this continues to vex our state, does it not? Yes. Yes, and has been an issue in the legislature, I think, every year for the past several, in, in some form or another. Trying, there are people in our legislature, starting with Mark Mickelson, our speaker, who are committed to making it easier to set up concentrated animal feeding operations, those big CAFOs, the big manure, you know, cattle or hog feedlots out in the country. Mm-hmm. Now, I've said, I'm on record saying, we need to increase our animal production in the state of South Dakota. If 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 we believe that the trade deals are good and and we know that animal feeding is good, but my issue here is that having gone through this debate in Iowa twenty years ago, that it's you you can't have local planning boards in my and commissioners in my estimation making high level environmental decisions when they're basically all conflicted. What's your thought on this? Well. My thought is I'm, I'm still going to side with the locals, at least in terms of the neighbors. Um, I think there'd be some decision-making. We could maybe use some stricter environmental regulation and guidance from the state level, but the concern I've seen is that the way the system is set up right now, if you've got local folks, local neighbors, landowners, other farmers, other whatever, who would rather not have you know, 7,000, 10,000 head of cattle generating a city's worth of sewage and manure next door to their house every day, those local people can go to their county and say, we oppose this zoning change for that. We don't want it. Um, you know, locals have more control to say whether or not they even want a big industry like that moving into their neighborhood or, you know, having close setbacks. And the effort of the legislature, led by Speaker Mickelson, has been to reduce those setbacks, to reduce local control, to reduce opportunities for people who kind of oppose that one special form of industrial development to have a say and control what comes into their county. How then are we going to have... Well, first of all, let's talk about specifics. What's before the legislature right now in terms of uh, animal manure? Sure. Well, this year what we got, it was interesting. It was a uh, House Bill 1184. It was a bill that would allow a CAFO, 
when it goes to drain its manure ponds, because, you know, in the spring, those manure ponds get full. They've got to drain them, move that manure out to the fields, wherever they're depositing it as fertilizer. They've got to move that out. There's two ways to move that manure. You can either put it in trucks and have the trucks haul it over your wet and soggy, breaking up county roads, you know, 100 at a time, moving millions of gallons of manure. Mm-hmm. Or you lay a big hose in there and you pump it out of there through a pipe a couple miles across to the field where you're going to apply it as fertilizer. Right now, if a CAFO wants to lay a hose to drain all that manure from its lagoon, it's got to get permission from the landowners whose land they're going to cross. I see. What 1184 wanted to do is say, hey, you don't have to get landowner permission. We'll let you run that through the ditch, and the county can set up the rules, and then you can just run it over people's driveways, whatever, and not have to get any landowner's permission. You can run that just like a phone line or, or an elect- electrical line. Well, that seems Some odd. of us see a key difference between, you know, the electrons in your phone line and the million gallons of cow poop that you're running through that hose. Are they, are, does the bill seriously, well, the bill probably doesn't, but is in the, in the debate actually uh, equate uh, this uh, manure line, which is to a utility? Yes, literally. That's how the bill works. It basically, it's a short bill. It just says... You know, CAFO manure lines, or whatever technical term they use there, these, these animal sewage waste disposal lines shall be regulated according to the chapter on phone and power utilities. So it literally treats manure pipelines the same way we treat phone lines and power lines. And would you run these, would you dig a line just like you dig an underground line for various utilities? Well, there, see, that's the thing. They're not like permanent utilities i mean they could yeah. at this point but they do right now what they do is they just lay a temporary hose because they only drain it they said in the house debate you know a few days a year when right. the pond is full it's accumulated stuff over the winter you haven't been able to go out and apply it when they go to drain the pipe or the, the pond it takes you know maybe a week so they lay a temporary hose out and just run this poop across your driveway through the ditch through your right away that seems uh, uh, that's a landowner issue i mean you'd have to get eminent domain to you know, to be able well, to force this to happen, what, right? I mean, if it's my if it's my driveway, it's my driveway. That's exactly why this bill failed, and I just saw it went to transportation committee today, and it failed in there for too. This bill, when it was having trouble, it was exactly that property issue, and you had conservative Republican legislators saying that, look, right now, exactly, if a CAFO, some business, if they want to dispose of their waste. That's not, you know, your, your failure to dispose your waste does not constitute an emergency on my part. That's your problem, businessman. And if you want to dispose your waste, you either haul it in trucks on the road or you get my permission as a landowner to run your poop pipe across my land and you pay me for the privilege. This bill would have said, you don't even need eminent domain. You don't even need to compensate the landowner. The counties can set the rules however they see fit. And then if it's a, if it's a utility line, you just run your power li- your poop line across people's driveways and drain your pond. Wouldn't have to talk to the landowner at all. That's that's wild. So this went down. I mean, this is clearly not going to work. But it, it well, went down, right? That's the thing. It passed House. It made it through committee. It passed on a solid House vote. But it got the Senate transportation today, and it got beat four to two. Oh well, it could come back yet. It could come back, and it could come back next year. But you know, you and look ironically, at the people who are testifying. Sorry. Ironically, you know, they could hog house it. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> oh, bad joke. Shame on you. I know. Um, speaking of Speaker Mickelson, by the way, uh, just briefly, mm-hmm. I've seen some posts on this, and I, I think maybe it was by you, um, that he has a consulting business. 
that is involved in citing um, CAFOs, right? Yes. Called A1 Development Solutions. He, last year, he and Paul Cosbolt, who used to work for the Department of Agriculture in the state doing this, they formed a consulting firm, basically to help CAFOs set up their business. This manure pipeline bill would have made that business much easier, because now instead of having to negotiate with surrounding landowners to dispose of your waste, boom, you just roll out your hose each year and let it rip. Is the speaker signing on to these bills? Is he, does he uh, declare any conflict? Is he abstaining at all? I can tell you that Speaker Mickelson was a sponsor. He wasn't the prime sponsor, but he was a sponsor of House Bill 1184, this poop pipeline bill, and he voted for it in the House. There's been no mention of recusal or conflict of interest. He votes right along and moves these bills through the House. That would seem to be a clear conflict, which is fine. He can do business, but he's got to recuse himself from the debate. It's awfully nice to be speaker and be able to use your legislative agenda to also forward your business agenda. I wish we all had that opportunity. That's very interesting. Hey, just just briefly, uh, also related to the speaker, uh, I think right just recently his uh, his effort to eliminate collective bargaining in the in by the regents did that did you tell me that's gone down? Got defeated this afternoon. Yes, I saw it wow. on Twitter. Some of us are working. I was at work today, but in the in the Senate. It was a tight vote. It was 16 to 2, or excuse me, 16 to 18. Wow. So, I mean, if two votes had flipped, it had been gone. But that means our six Democrats, they all voted against banning collective bargaining. They supported our professors. They know what's right. Our six Democrats saved our regental system from a massive outflux of disrespected professors. That's, uh, I'm surprised that was defeated, but... Well, I'm, I'm sure it'll I'm be back. I'm surprised and relieved. <laughs> I'm sure it's not dead yet. Nothing's dead until they leave. No, the fi- and the fight is still there. That's yeah. the thing. A lot of people fought for this, and even if we wait till next year, there's an anti-union, anti-professor, anti-education agenda, and certain people will keep pushing that agenda unless we say otherwise at the polls. Well, Corey, thanks for filling us in. I, I should state we'll have uh, uh, Pat Powers of. Uh, your, your friend, Pat Powers, from the South Dakota War College blog on tomorrow, he'll, and he'll probably have a different viewpoint on these things. So, Hey, but, speaking of poop lines, that'll be the perfect segue. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Corey Heidelberger, uh, Dakota Free Press blog. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we've got Kevin Kunkel. He is in studio, and we're going to find out about a, his fantastic movie career. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-four on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. London calling. Brings in my next guest, an old friend of mine, old friend of mine, Very old. Mr. Kevin Kunkel. Kevin Kunkel, thanks for being in studio on the Patrick Lally Well, it's Show. my pleasure, Pat, and I was just thinking when we were talking how appropriate it is that I follow discussion on bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to work for just about everybody, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I, I say you're an old friend of mine because, you know, full disclosure, I've known you for... When did, when was, did you well, guys move back? To... I was trying to think of this the other day, and I think it, uh, we moved here when I was nine, and I'm 28 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's been about 44 years. Wow. 
So that's that's how long I've been acquainted with your family. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, which is, you know, that's impressive. And I'm sure they're all listening. So my, my viewership just doubled. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Which is awesome. <laughs> uh, no, we have Kevin on uh, because and uh, you have this great story. Now, you have, if you go to look up Kevin Kumpel, Kunkel on IMBD, the the Internet Movie Database, yep. and there you are. Boom, credits, yeah. speaking parts oh, yeah. in a couple of major movies. Yeah. One's a major, major movie, Yeah, Downsizing. downsizing. You're in Downsizing with Matt Damon. Got a scene with Matt Damon, yep. Yeah. I, you know, the, 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 the fact that that could ever happen in my little world is just amazing to me because oh mine too it's not like you're some big hollywood actor no you need to tell people how it is that kevin kunkel local theater guy yeah community theater guy ends up in two alexander payne movies uh really pat and, and this is the honest to god truth just stupid luck and that is the truth i happen to be scrolling through facebook one day and there was an article on came up on my feed about this guy who was shooting a movie down in Nebraska, and uh, you know he was a Hollywood guy. And if you wanted to be an extra, um, send this lady an email. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. That's fine. So I did, and I thought, well, you know, I'm never going to have an opportunity like this again. And I'd done a few local independent movies at the time, and so I sent her my resume as it was in my headshot and stuff like that. And uh, a few days later, I get a, an email back from her saying that uh, Alexander and John Jackson, who is the, the casting director, wanted me to read for a part. And could I, could I uh, videotape it and send it to them? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. So my daughter um, videotaped it. On a phone? Uh, that no. would be the best. Story. I've got a high tech. Camera. Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, it's not very high tech. <laughs> so she filmed it, and uh, I loaded it up, sent it down to him. And this whole time, I'm just thinking, you know, like I do everything in life. This is just a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never gotten to do this before, and I, I didn't think anything more of it. A few days later, I get another email, and it said John and Alexander would like you to come down to Nebraska. Uh, to read for them i was like wow this is really serious this mm-hmm. is you know it's good stuff yeah and so he wanted me to shave and anybody who knows me knows i've had facial hair forever yeah and uh i was at the time actually shooting a movie we had one more scene to shoot for this other film where i've got facial hair and i thought you know well is tell them it? is it worth <laughs> it you know <laughs> and so i did i shaved and uh uh Went down there and uh, read for him and uh, just had a, just the nicest guy. He's just very down to earth. Where you know? did, was it in Omaha or where'd it, you go? It was in uh, Norfolk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And a uh, beautiful little town. Yeah. And uh, so I read for him and we, I got done and Alexander sat there and kind of looked at me for a little bit and he goes, okay, I've got two more guys that I have to see, but right now you're my number one pick. <laughs> Which was, you know, great to hear, but at the same time, I'm thinking, he says that to everybody to yep. make him feel good, you know. Yep. And and what I learned about Alexander Payne is that he doesn't do that. Yeah. You know, he doesn't say stuff just to make you feel good. Um, oh, okay, so that was a Thursday. I knew Friday I wouldn't hear anything, and then I got my longest weekend of my whole life in front of me, <laughs> you know. And so 
I knew I wouldn't hear anything. Monday comes, and I check my mail at 8, and I check it at 8.15, and I check it at 8.30 and at 8.45, and about 10 o'clock, I decided, I got to go do something. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of I here. I got to get out of here. So I left the house, and I came home later and you know made dinner for the kids and this and that, and about 8 o'clock, I sat down. And I was like, oh, I better check my email. And there it was. Wow. And I was like, oh, do I open it? And I opened it, and fortunately, the first words were, congratulations. Oh, my. Yeah, so I... And that became uh, what was it? Cousin Randy. I was Cousin Randy. In Nebraska. Yeah. And people will remember that movie. That movie came out 2013, something like yep, that. Yeah, 2013, yeah. And it was, uh, it was a, a big hit because Alexander Payne at that point wasn't that well-known, right? No. Well, he was well-known, but not... Uh, it's kind of like a, a tiered system, you know. He yeah. was a well-known, kind of this good indie producer, mm-hmm. director... And now he's kind of, you know, that. And and so that movie had Bruce Dern in it. Yep. And this was the one where uh, they start in Nebraska and he's got to, he's got to go to Montana, right? He's got that backwards. He Wyoming. starts in Montana. Oh, and he's got to go to Nebraska. Goes to Nebraska. Ah! Yep. And uh, also the guy from Saturday Night Live. What's Will Forte. Yes. Will Forte. Bob who's, Odenkirk. Oh, yes. Bob Odenkirk is yeah, in that movie. Yeah. Who is in, who's uh, Better Call Saul. Right. Yep. And so, uh, you're, but you had a speaking role. It was oh, yeah. awesome. Yep. It just blew me away. I'm like, hey, hey I know that guy. <laughs> it's, it's really cool because I was in it. I knew I was in it. And I remember every second of it. And then I watched me on the screen. I was like, okay, that's really neat. But then when they roll the credits and you see your name, mm-hmm. that's when it's like, wow, that's yeah. really neat. That is amazing. And you're yeah. on, when you look up that movie, you're on the, the, the cast list there yeah. on the first page. You yeah. don't even have to see all. It's just right there. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we're going to come right back because that was just the beginning for uh, my friend Kevin Kunkel's uh, big-time movie career. We're going to talk about the next phase in just a moment on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. <music> 445 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we return to our conversation with Kevin Kunkel, uh, old North End guy. That's right. Yeah. Hanging out at Ken's Corner. No. <laughs> uh, who has uh, sort of miraculously ended up in two Alexander Payne movies now. Yep. And the second of which, Nebraska was the first, and we talked about that. Uh, and that's just an amazing story how that comes together. But that's, you know, that's all fine and good. Mm-hmm. You know, Alexander Payne on the Ascendancy. Yep. In Nebraska, how did you end up as wait a minute, Buddy Kevin, in downsizing with Matt Damon? It was because I was named Kevin, and he had a character named Kevin. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, um, it could be true at this could, point. Yeah, it could be. No, as when we were shooting Nebraska, uh, he'd had the script all set to go, or pretty much all set to go for downsizing. And uh, like I do with everything in my life, if it's if it's new. I, I want to learn everything I can about it. And so he noticed that I would, when we would, uh, you do what's called the setup, then you break, and then you come back and do the shot. And during the breaks, I, I love just standing there and watching everybody doing everything because everybody's got their job, and that's all they're responsible for, and they all do it so well. And I just loved watching this stuff, and he noticed that. And I would check out the camera and stuff. So anyway, there was uh, one scene, the dining room scene in Nebraska, which uh, when you shoot a movie, you shoot it from a bunch of different angles over and over and over. 
And uh, one of the angles was Alexander was sitting almost literally on my left leg, shooting across the table, and there was no chance for either of us to get out, you know. So we sat there and we talked for a long time. And uh, he would explain to me what everybody was doing. That lady's in charge of the food, and <laughs> her father did it before her, and 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 he got her, in, and he would just explain everything to me, and I loved it. And he said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to be shooting another movie in a couple of years. You think you'd want to be in it? <laughs> really? Yeah. Just yeah. sitting at the at the scene of the table, yeah. At the, yeah, on Nebraska. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me check my calendar. Yeah, let me check my schedule. You'll have to talk to my agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But, uh, and like I said, you know, he's a down-to-earth guy, you know, and he gave me his email address and said, well, get a hold of me, and da 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 back and forth, and we've stayed in contact ever since. And uh, so then uh, everything in Hollywood happens. You think things happen in, in government slowly? <laughs> yeah. No, no. In, uh, in Hollywood, it happens much more slowly. So I'm ready you know, about two weeks after Nebraska opens to start shooting the new movie. And it's not how no, it works. No. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, finally, you know, things start gearing up and downsizing. And he sends me an email uh, telling me to get a passport and this and that and the other thing. And um, I was like, cool, I'm going somewhere, <laughs> you know. And uh, we shot up in Toronto. Ah. Yeah. Not as exotic as you had hoped, but still not so bad. That's just some place I've never been before. Yeah. You know, and Toronto's a beautiful town. And, uh, so that, uh, that was neat. They put me up in the, the nicest hotel I've ever been in. <laughs> I'm serious. It was gorgeous. Yeah. And, uh. And just, so your part in Downside, did, obviously you read the script. Yeah. Um, and explain your part in this, in this movie, your character. Basically I'm Matt Damon's drinking buddy and, uh, we're sitting around, uh, watching, we're sitting in this bar restaurant watching TV and they're talking about this downsizing process, how mm-hmm. people are being downsized and it, uh, is it good? Is it bad? You know, there's a debate about that. And, uh, then I have a line about how, uh, I can't remember the exact line anymore, but it's basically saying how, uh, it's kind of ruining, uh, property prices, you know, and I'm just when I'm trying to refinance my house, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. and Because people don't need big, they just need little tiny houses. Little tiny houses, yeah. yeah. And I've, I'm a big person, I have a big house. So that was my scene with Matt, and that took all day to shoot for that one line. Well, it was four lines in the whole scene. It took all day to shoot. That's impressive, though. The yeah. Four lines. Oh, yeah. Well, two of them were mine. Ah, I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're sitting around with Matt Damon all day. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, this is such a... This is such a sort of kind of fanboy kind of. Sure. What was Matt Damon like? He's really cool. Yeah. He, uh, you know, it, uh, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know him really, really well. No. Like best buddies type no. stuff. But I, I do know him. You're no Ben Affleck. No. I'm sorry to say no. <laughs> but uh, we did, we actually sat around all afternoon shooting the breeze because he's a, um, I'm a parent, he's a parent. And uh, we start. To, we actually started talking about steak. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's. Uh, I said, "Did you have a good steak down in, in Omaha when you?" Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh my God, it was the best steak I've ever had. And we started talking about that. Anyway, progresses into uh, talking about children and kids and growing up. And I said, "You know, you brought your kids with you 
on this trip, didn't you? And he said, yeah, yeah. They had to be, you know, I had to pull them out of school for it. And I said, well, this is a better learning uh, tool than school. Mm-hmm. They can read about Toronto or they can say, I went up in that big tower thing mm-hmm. and I saw all of, you know, and none of their other friends have, you know. Yeah. And so we just, we started shooting the breeze back and forth and back and forth. And, and uh, you know, he wants to come up here and go fishing. And I said, I'd be more than happy to take you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. His actual comment was, do they have fishing in South Dakota? <laughs> hey, I, you got to get him to come over to, uh, you know, Matt Stobb. Oh, sure I do. Yeah. yeah. Stobb's got the Northview Bait Shop up there on Does Duquanis. he really? Uh, we got to get Matt, we got to get Matt Damon hanging out with Matt Stobb at the bait shop. Oh, God, yeah. That might be... The, the greatest moment <laughs> in Sioux Falls history. I, I don't know if that would end well, but yeah, uh, yeah. that that's awesome. Right. And so uh, this now, Downsizing, yep. I mean, uh, Nebraska was a, a significant movie. Downsizing yeah. was, you know, big time Hollywood production, Matt Damon. Yeah. Was there a difference being on those two sets? No, no, there really wasn't. Um, because the, the thing, I've worked with a lot of directors over my lifetime uh, in movies and in theater. And I like directors who, uh, they're not, and, and other actors too, who aren't all full of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, they're regular people that just have a weird job, you know, and that's how Alexander is. And he hires people who keep that tradition, you know, you are, you're, you're an employee. Mm-hmm. I'm going to treat you well. I'm going to treat you, you know, like a person. But I don't want you getting this idea that you're anything special. No. You know? And uh, even even with Matt Damon, you know, uh, because the, one of the things I did discover about the Hollywood lifestyle, the little tastes of it that I've had, is I understand how they become so detached from reality. Is because you've got somebody there to do everything for you. I mean, literally. Yeah. Okay, get your bottle of water. You need what? Are you thirsty? You need some yeah. water. Okay, be careful. Now we're going to go down a step. Here's a step. Remember to put your foot down. I mean, literally, they treat you like a three year old. Yeah. Well, and Matt Damon is it part of the elite? You know. Yeah. He's, he's got a statue. Yeah. Oh, uh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, writing Goodwill Hunting. Oh, okay. I mean, sure, sure. I don't think he's won one since, but Goodwill yeah. Hunting. Oh, was the, his yeah, baby. the Oscar. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, uh, I don't want to get let you get out of here without you saying about some of the the other stuff you've done because another movie yeah. on there is on the other end of the spectrum uh-huh. case file two nine three six one zero. Oh yeah yeah that's a indie deal right sure yeah at local right yeah uh dominic uh Winicky did that one and yeah and uh what's that what do you do in that you got a like a big role in that movie yeah i'm uh it's a it's a uh uh a murder mystery and if somebody wants to go look it up and see it on, I think you can see it on Vimeo. Mm. I'm not going to give away too much, but I play a detective who is trying to solve a murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a uh, a suspect who uh, is, is not very cooperative, we'll just say. That's, see, yeah. and that's that's a local film, Case File 2936101. You can find it. You can find the links on IMBD. Just yep. Search for Kevin Kunkel, or you go to P. Lally Show. We'll throw it up there, the the Kevin Kunkel case file. Uh, Kevin, you're gonna have to come back sometime. And we'll talk more to. about movies yeah. and and hanging out and you know your your uh, glimpse of glimpse of stardom, and, and you'll have to let us know when you're doing something new. Well, hopefully that'll be pretty soon. Awesome, so, awesome. Yeah. Kevin Kunkel, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, big time uh, actor, 
I'm in huge. downsizing I'm and Nebraska. Huge, huge in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to come back and finish up. But uh, Kevin, thanks a lot. Thanks, Pat. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO. Thanks for being here, everybody. It's been a great day. I had a lot of fun. Tomorrow, stick with us. We got Jeff Harkness coming in. He's our college basketball analyst from ESPN ninety-nine point one. Summer League tournament starts on Saturday. We'll talk about it. Pat Powers from Dakota War College will be here, and Scott Hudson from Weird Friends. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO.